Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of A Raging Podcast. I am so excited to be able to offer this publicly for anyone and everyone to listen to on multiple platforms at that, especially because of the fact that I just, I really want to expand myself, and this is also an idea that I've been pondering for quite a while, um, and if it wasn't for a good, good friend of mine pushing me to be like, you know what, Sid, just do it, go for it. I probably wouldn't be here. So thank you, babe. We love you. Um, So this episode in summary is essentially just going to be an introduction onto who I am, um, why I wanted to create this podcast, what I do, and where this podcast is essentially going to go. So let's get started, shall we? Starting off with who I am. If you care, who am I? (laughs) Seriously, though, who am I? We will never know. But (laughs) so... I am Sid, like I've stated before. Um, I have been a practicing witch of seven years, going on eight, have been practicing since 2015. Um, I was closeted for the first five years of my practice, mainly because my mother was just very unaccepting of what I wanted to do and what I was doing. Um, I strictly remember the, the day that I walked home from the bus stop after school and walked inside I just I had a good day I thought everything was gonna go good and here here's the thing about my home life is if I had a good day at school I knew it wasn't gonna last long when I got home (laughs) yay mommy issues but really though I just I knew that something was gonna happen I knew that just something was gonna go wrong there was going to be some kind of situation that just my day was no longer going to be as good as it was earlier and essentially that's what happened I had walked home walked inside, went straight to my room, and guess what? So I was kind of hiding it to begin with um, just because of the fact that like I didn't know how my family was going to react to that. And it was so funny. It's funny now. It obviously wasn't funny then, but it genuinely is funny now thinking about it. The fact that I literally walked into my room and I had uh, my grimoire, book of shadows, candles, herbs, etc., like all of my supplies... I had an empty drawer in my dresser that I had, you know, specifically emptied out to put this stuff in there because, you know, my parents do go through my stuff. I never had privacy as a child and who's going to go through my drawers? You're going to see a dresser and be like, okay, you know, there's clothes in there. So I thought, Um, but I did walk in my room and that, that drawer was open and my mom was standing in my room. She was, this lady was waiting for me to get home. She didn't want to do anything with it until I got home. She wanted me to see it. She wanted me to watch. She wanted me to witness the just upheaval of her throwing all of my witchy stuff away. And that's what she got. And she enjoyed every last fucking bit of it. I swear to you. Um, So that's essentially what happened is, you know, I got home, walked in my room, she's standing there, starts yelling at me, talking about how I'm doing the devil's work. Now, that's the funny statement about this entire situation is because I didn't really grow up religious. I mean, you'll meet a lot of witches who were like, yeah, I grew up, you know, um, in Catholicism and we were Christian and this and that. And my parents were not religious. We... I went to church until I was about six or seven. And then after that, we just never went. And we just, we did not grow up religious. It was just not our thing. But, you know, that was, 
it, I don't even know. It just, the way my mom was like, oh my gosh, you're doing the devil's work and you're doing this and that and blah, 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 and you're bringing spirits in this house and we don't need this evil shit. And it's just like, I literally stood there with a blank face and I just, I didn't know what, I didn't say shit. I really did not, I did not say shit. She just, she did what she was doing. And I was like, anything that I do or say right now is not going to help my situation. So it's best if I just stand here and I just watch her and just let her fucking do it. Because later on, you know, we all realize that shit comes back to bite you in the ass. And that's exactly what happened to my mom. We'll, we'll get there though. Um, so that was really just the moment where I was like, you know, okay, yeah, I've been hiding this from my family, but, you know, they found it and this is really how they feel about it and this is why I was hiding it. And I, it was really hard for me to practice after that. It was really hard for me to do anything after that, you know, because I had books like on, you know, witchy education and um, moon magic and things like that. Like I had those beginner books and those were also thrown away with everything and it just, it was very uncomfortable even thinking about, you know, what can I do? Because like, this is something that I really wanted to do. But it was like, what can I do? Because my parents, like I said, I I grew up with no privacy as a child to the point where um, I've been in instances where, you know, my mom switched the locks on our bedroom doors and they switched the locks to have passcodes on them. You had to put a passcode on my door to get in. And it got to a point where I didn't even have a bedroom. Apparently, having a bedroom is a luxury. It's Having a bedroom is just is something that you are rewarded with, not something that you need. So it just, when I say that I grew up with no privacy, I genuinely grew up with no privacy. I literally tried to learn anything and everything about um, incognito on, you know, Google, on Google Chrome, whatever the case may be. I was, you know, talking to my friends through Pinterest because who, you know, when Pinterest first came out and that it was like really popular, my mom used Pinterest, but she didn't use it to where she knew that you could message people. So that's how I was messaging friends was on Pinterest. Like it just, it was crazy. So it got to a point where I was like, how the fuck am I going to keep practicing? Like, how am I going to do this? And, you know, essentially I just did online research and I had my notes on my phone. Um, and it was, it was hard because, my parents had actually taken off Safari on my phone. Again, no privacy, you guys. I couldn't do shit as a kid. Um, she had, they had taken off Safari. So it's not like I could go on the internet or anything. Um, but I would watch YouTube videos and then clear the history. And then um, I did have a laptop because I was taken out of school as well to the point where I was, you know, doing full-time homeschool, which I had to have a laptop to do that. So... I was going on incognito and, you know, making my searches when my parents were gone and then clearing whatever I needed to clear if it needed to be cleared and just moving on with my fucking life. So for the first five years of my practice, it was just all research. It really was all research. It was all notes, all research, all just taking it in, not being able to physically do anything. And that was really hard for me was the fact that I wasn't able to physically do anything simply because of the fact that like, 
I knew if I was to do something physically, if I was to do like a candle spell or, you know, grab some incense or whatever the case may be, like I would be caught and I just didn't want to deal with that again because honestly, that was a traumatic experience for me to just stand there in my own bedroom watching my mom go through my drawer and just throw away everything that I had and all the notes that I had taken and just all the information. It was, it was traumatizing. It really was. And, um, there was one instance where I did physically do something because I did have leftover supplies where she didn't find them. Um, I can't remember exactly where I set them, but I made sure that they were in a spot where she couldn't find them clearly because she didn't. And I hexed my mother, quote unquote, hexed my mother. <laughs> so I thought. I actually hexed myself. Um, when people say, make sure that protection is your first spell, babe, they're not lying from personal experience. This is something that I will tell you until I fucking die, until I am blue in the face. Your first spell should always be a protection spell. Always, 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 always be a fucking protection spell. And this is simply because of the fact that as, you know, someone who personally went through it, I did a baneful spell for my first spell. And guess what? It backfired. That shit backfired for three years, three years after 2015, from 2015 to 2018, that shit fucking backfired. And I, I, I fucking distinctly remember this because I had my supplies for a few months and my mom found it around September, October ish of 2015 because it was literally three years on the fucking dot. Shit was crazy. Um, so to kind of like give you that in between scenario of like what happened, um, I ended up being homeless pretty much, not pretty much. I was homeless. Um, I had moved out the day after my 18th birthday, (laughs) the day after my 18th birthday. I really thought I was going somewhere with that, but, um, no, I see. I moved out the day after my 18th birthday on my birthday. I spent my birthday in itself packing my shit. I was so ready to get out of the house. Like my parents were like, my parents hated each other and they had a shit relationship. So that's another thing that I was around. And I just like, I just hated it there. I didn't want to be there anymore. Like if my mom was in a bad mood, everybody was in a bad mood. If my dad was in a bad mood, everybody was in a bad mood. And I just, I couldn't do it. Um, and essentially it's so funny because, midnight when it hit midnight on my 18th birthday um literally like the minute where my 18th birthday started I walked inside because a friend of mine had come to see me and she was like hey you want to go to talk about and come smoke and I'm like oh fuck yeah let me go ask real quick because that was still to a point where like I had to get permission to go anywhere no privacy strict rules whatever and I remember my dad opening the door to tell me happy birthday, but like he had this look on his face and I'm like, thank you. Like what's wrong? And he goes, well, we didn't want to tell you this on your birthday. And you know, I told your mom we needed to wait. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And apparently my mom was in the bedroom crying because my parents had decided to get a divorce. And bitch, when I tell you, I went out and I celebrated, I celebrated that shit that night. I walked out to my friend's car and I said, well, I looked at her. I looked at her and she goes, she was like, what's wrong? And I said, I had the biggest smile on my face. I said, my parents are getting a divorce. And she goes, let's go smoke. And that's exactly what we did. But, um, yeah. So day after that, I moved out. My parents were getting a divorce. It was literally just a complete and utter mess because my sister had just recently also had a baby and, oh my God, long story short, I'm not going to get y'all into this one, but long story short, 
Uh, my sister did not know she was pregnant until she was in labor. Yes, you heard me right. She did not know she was pregnant until she was in labor. She was over at the house. She was swimming in the pool with a bathing suit on. She did not look pregnant. She didn't have um, symptoms, no morning sickness, no cravings, nothing like that. Like she, none of us knew. She gained weight, but it was like all overweight. It just looked like she was eating good. Um, and that's really essentially what we thought it was because she wasn't living at home. We just thought, okay, you know, you're just eating a lot. That's fine. Like, cool. Good job. Like you're staying healthy. No, she was pregnant. (laughs) And my nephew came out full term and completely healthy. Um, which is actually insane because, um, my sister was in a time of her life where not to put, you know, my sister's business out there, but she was, you know, doing drugs and drinking quite a lot. And this was going on throughout the entire pregnancy. And he was completely healthy, full term, like amazing, still is amazing. He's four now and he's just the cutest motherfucker in the entire world. But anyways, so you can just imagine how chaotic everything was. Everything was just insane, just all over the place, overwhelming. I didn't want to just, I couldn't do it. So I had decided to go live with a best friend at the time. Um, we all know how that ends up. Y'all be careful because you don't know someone until you live with them. I still love her to death. I really do. I love her to absolute death. It's just, we could we just couldn't live together. Um, we were very possessive over each other and just wanted our time with each other. And But at the same time, it wasn't fair. And it just, you genuinely just don't know someone until you live with them. So just, you can love someone from afar. <laughs> and um, like I said, I still fucking love her to death. You are amazing if you are listening to this. I love you. 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 Um, that sounded extremely dramatized and fake. I promise I wasn't being fake um anyways (laughs) so I ended up moving in with her and after a couple months of me living there it got to a point where you know we were arguing a lot and um her parents had strict rules but not as strict as my parents and they loved me and you know there was one night I remember the night that I left I had to work really late um I was working at a clothing store in the mall and for those of you who have worked in clothing stores you know how inventory is And that's what we had to do. I had to do inventory that night. And it was kind of like a surprise. Like we didn't know until we got there. And the boss was like, hey, like you guys aren't going home at the time you think you're going home because we have to do inventory. And that's essentially what happened. And I had to call my, you know, my best friend and let her know like, hey, um, I need you to stay up so you can unlock the door for me because I just, I, I have to work. I can't go home. And essentially that started an argument because I got home late and we started arguing. It got to a point where I I literally packed everything that I could find and then went and saw who was now my ex-boyfriend. Um, it's, it's funny though, because I was actually in a relationship at the time with a guy who was a year younger than me. That might work with people who are older, but like as someone who was 18 dating a 17 year, no, (laughs) As well as my my same, like, he had the same sun sign as me. No. I, listen, y'all, I, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but I cannot be close friends or be in a relationship with another Aquarius. I don't know what it is. If anybody relates to that, oh my gosh, like, you feel me right now? Because I cannot be in a close friendship or relationship with someone who is the same sign as me. I cannot. I have tried it. I have tried it multiple times. And I, like, every time it's ended up so shitty and just, oh, just a fucking shit show. 
but I had a best friend at the time. I was really into cars, still am really into cars. Um, I grew up, I was a, I was a car daughter. My dad was in, you know, had a Lexus and was in car groups and was, you know, had like all this stuff done to his car and that I wanted to do that. That's what I wanted to do. And, you know, I had met this guy who, um, is again now my ex-boyfriend but I had met him and we were just friends at first and you know he had a really nice Nissan Altima and you know had you know done some things to it and I had my Mazda and I was doing things to it and we were like you know what we should be friends we should meet up we should whatever and essentially we had talked for a couple of months and then finally met each other after that and I remember I I, like still to this day remember it like it was yesterday the first day that we actually like met each other in person it was crazy um but essentially that night that we had gotten in that argument I went to go see him because he was awake and my you know boyfriend was 17 and had a strict mom and couldn't you know yeah you get the point so um essentially I had gone to my ex's house and I'm just going to refer to him as my ex because we did end up dating. So just putting that out there. But I had went to his house because, you know, I had nowhere else to go. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to smoke you out. We're going to we're just going to smoke some weed and we're just going to like you're just you're just going to chill. And the plan was that I was going to smoke and then I was actually going to go to where my dad was staying and then stay with him for the night. Um, but it got to the point where I was way too high to, to drive anywhere. Like there, there was no way. I don't even remember calling my dad and being like, Hey, I can't, I can't drive right now. Um, but apparently I did that go me. Right. Um, but the next day I had actually called my mom and asked my mom if I could come home and she had a certain set of rules. And I said, you know, it's fine. Whatever, 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 whatever. Um, day after I moved back home, I lost my job. I lost my job. Yep. Um, so remember, we're still in the subject of, you know, that hex backfiring. And actually, you know, I was hexing myself and not my mom. So um, I had not lived with my best friend anymore. And then I had to move in back with my mom, who has, you know, generated so much trauma within me. And the next day lost my job. And then it's okay because actually the same day I got another job, which is, it it was a cute little, you know, mom and pops type um, cafe. And I was a waitress there and it was awesome and I loved it. And it was like, it was great. And um, a week after that, I had planned to go to a car rally with my ex and ended up taking $20 out of my mom's wallet for gas, which I probably shouldn't have done. I was one of those, I was that child. Yeah. Smack me in the face. Why don't you? Um, but I was that child and I did take $20 out of her purse. I will admit to that. And I went and I got gas and I wanted the gas so I could, you know, go on this car rally because I wanted to bring my car. I was in the middle of, you know, doing stuff to my car that I wanted to show it off and I wanted to go. And I was the only one there with a four-cylinder car. So just, yeah, yeah. But I kept up with those people. I kept up with those people. But here's the shit. Here's the thing. We went on the car rally, right? It was raining on and off. We were all going like 120, 130 yeah, we were going fucking fast, dude. I had to like catch up a couple times. I ain't gonna lie, but um, we were we were going fast, and we had hit this town where I guess someone slammed on the brakes, and then the person behind them slammed on the brakes, and then I slammed on the brakes, and when I slammed on the brakes, I slid. My car slid, I slid, 
And mind you, slamming on the brakes from 125 is not fun. It's not fun. I don't know what I thought was coming from that. I, I really don't because I, I don't. And I ended up hitting the car in front of me and then causing the car in front of me to hit the car in front of them. So I basically caused a three, a three car collision. Um, so there's more bad luck for you. So, you know, obviously I'm extremely depressed. I called my mom. She, she wasn't going to come get me. She didn't come get me. Um, essentially my boy, my boyfriend at the time, his parents came and picked me up, but, um, yeah, that was, that was fun. So, you know, going home from that extremely depressed, I don't know what to do. I have no vehicle anymore. Um, how am I going to get to work? You know, I ended up missing a couple days of work and then going back. And then the day that I went back to work, I got fired. I got fired. And the same day that I got fired from my job is the same day that my mom found out I took the $20 for gas and called me at work. Yeah. Yep. I got fired and I got kicked out on the same day. I got fired and kicked out on the same day. So what did I do? I went and I lived in a car with my ex-boyfriend for six months. Yep, sure did. And then, you know, it just, it kind of went from, you know, living in the car, couch hopping to living back in the car, to couch hopping and living back in the car. It was just, it was a mess. And essentially, I didn't come up to New York until um, the end of that year because I was back in the car with him. And he was actually seeing his ex at the time. We were still, you know, we were still fucking. I ain't gonna lie. We were still fucking. But he ended up seeing his ex and falling back in love with her. Like this, he had proposed to her. Like they they were in love. They were genuinely in love. And he had ended up falling back in love with her at the time. And there was one night where, because we had become, I had become friends with her. She's awesome. She has a baby now. Her baby is so cute. But anyways, um... It got to a point where, you know, he had told her that he's still in love with her. And she told him, you know, I'm not in love with you anymore. And it got to the point where trigger warning, I'm going to put a trigger warning out. So if you want to skip the next couple of minutes, I suggest you do if you, yeah, trigger warning. Um, He got so mad to where he got in his car with all of my shit in the car, mind you. Got in the car, sped off down the road was going 100 miles an hour in a 50 and stopped on because I, I lived in Jacksonville, Florida. So if you know where Jacksonville, Florida is or have ever been there or seen it, you know how many bridges that we have and you are you also know how high those bridges are. Um, and he got on the highest one you could you could find and got out of the car and went and stood up on the ledge. And that's when, you know, because I ended up following him in the car with his ex and we had called the cops and um, he got back in his car and sped back off again. And, you know, we were telling the cops where he was and the cops ended up coming and taking him to a mental hospital. Now I had nowhere to go because his car got, his car got towed. Like I, I had nowhere else to go. I was living in his car. All of my stuff was in his car. I had literally nowhere else to go. And you know, his ex was nice enough to let me stay with her for a few days, but that's just because her mom was out of town and like, it just, it wasn't a thing that could have been longer, you know? So it got to the point where I had to get a hold of my ex's dad. And I was like, Hey, you know, so-and-so happened. Um, this is where we're at and I have nowhere, I have nowhere to go. 
And essentially, I am extremely, extremely grateful for this man every fucking day. Because if not, if he didn't do this, I wouldn't be where I'm at. I wouldn't be making this podcast. I wouldn't have my own businesses. I would not be where I'm at if this didn't happen. Um, And his dad flew me up to New York. Um, And flew me up here. I met him um, at the airport. And the first place that we went was his friend's house. And you want to know what's funny about that? She was a witch. Well, is a witch. But yeah, she was a witch. First person I stayed with when I got to New York. Witch. And her husband, Native American. Actually was, you know, living on and off at the reservation up here too. Insane, right? And it's crazy because when I got there, she she wouldn't let me come inside yet. I mean, as, as you should. Like, you're a witch. Like, I don't blame you. But um, she made me stand outside and she came outside and kind of like did that up and down, like just kind of like sizing me up, getting my vibe, my vibe or my energy and everything. And she was like, no, she's like, what did you do? And I, like, I was so confused. I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, you have something on you. Like, what what did you do? And I was like, oh, kind of laughed it off. I was like, you're talking about the hex that I did on my mom three years ago <laughs> that actually backfired? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will say that I am completely honored because that night um, her and her husband both smudged me, which is why, you know, for those of you who followed me on TikTok when I had my TikTok, um, I was so adamant about white sage and just indigenous things and um, things within the close practices because of the fact that I was literally sat down and educated by this man who is indigenous, who did live on a reservation, who knew that this was a close practice and knew that I wasn't supposed to use this and educated me on other things that I'm not supposed to do or use. And it just, I don't mean to, you know, bring it up, but it just, that's what pissed me off so much when all of this was going on was because of the fact that, you know, I, what, me being the person that I am and being educated the way that I was and adamant the way that I am, I just, I don't understand how people could, you know, believe the fact that I would do things like that because genuinely I didn't. Granted, yes, I had made a mistake in the past because I didn't know coyote bones were a close practice, but those bones were buried. And guess what? The bones that showed up in the video um, after that, those were deer bones. Those were deer ribs and a deer jaw. And no one would believe it just it it was so bad to the point where it's like my mental health just got the best of me and I deleted my accounts pretty much. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. Either way. Um, so, yeah. So I had ended up getting smudged that night and they had sat me down and, you know, educated me on some stuff, which was really um, nice of them. And I feel honored to, you know, have had that chance. And essentially, that's when I met my boyfriend. And here we are. So that's me, guys. (laughs) Um, I was so closeted for a little bit after this because when I did meet my boyfriend, um, we did live with his mom. And she didn't know what I did. He didn't really know what I did. I mean, he knew some of it, but didn't really know a lot. Um, So I just I felt like, you know, it's best if I just kind of like have that self preservation in this sort of aspect of myself and just kind of keep it to myself. And then we finally were able to move into our own apartment. And that's when, you know, I was able to do, you know, my practice, I was able to practice my craft. Um, And here we are. A few years later, here we are. 
Um, but yeah, and that's where I started my Patreon and that's where I started my readings. And, um, not long after that, I started my spell work, my osteomancy. Um, so I'm just pointing it out for those of you who are listening. I do have a Patreon. I have, um, I think nine tiers now, uh, nine tiers on Patreon, which, yeah, I know it's a lot. Um, but literally there's a tier for every aspect of something that you would need or want. So, you know, there's a lot for people to choose from. And then it's, it's very convenient. And then I also offer tarot readings. I offer oracle readings. I offer spell work. I offer mentorship. I have mediumship readings. That That's another thing. I am a psychic medium. And that's another thing that I forgot to mention. My grandmother was a psychic medium and a witch. I didn't know that until after she passed and I started, you know, working with her. But yeah, she was a psychic medium and a witch. And she knew, she knew I was a medium before, long before I did. My mom would talk to her about my quote unquote imaginary friends. Yeah, sure. They weren't really imaginary. I'm going to take a sip of my drink real quick because goddamn, my mouth is dry. But either way, I'm also going to light a ciggy. Um, and I just want you guys to know that, you know, these podcasts are extremely 420 friendly. If you smoke cigarettes, that's friendly too. If you drink, pull out a drink while you're listening to this. If you need some water, make sure you drink your water, guys. Drink your water. That's what I was drinking. Drink your water. But so yeah, that's essentially that's me. That is who I am. That is what that is my personal upbringing. Um, you know, both personal and witchy and it's it's a crazy it's a crazy ride. Crazy ass ride. Um, (laughs) I can't even believe I, I just, I can't even believe that I just, I really just went through all of that. So I am so sorry that you guys had to endure that secondhand trauma and embarrassment. I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, that, that's me. That is me. And, you know, after I got my own, our own place, that's when I started my TikTok and that's when I was Witchy Kid Sid and then Witchy Kid Sid was no more. So then, and not only that, but Witchy Kid Sid was before I started working with the Morrigan and I had no boundaries. I let people walk all over me. I let others, other people's opinions affect me and, you know, dictate what I did and how I talked and what I wore and how I acted and just all those things. And after, you know, after a while, that's when I started working with the Morrigan. And then not long after that is when I actually lost Witchy Kid Sid. But for the right reasons, because that's when a raging witch was started. And that was me. Like, that was me. The boundaries and not giving a fuck attitude. The straightforwardness. The I don't sugarcoat shit for you attitude. Like, that. that's me. That's genuinely me. That's, babe, you got an Aquarius sun, a Virgo moon, and a Taurus rising. You got an Aries Jupiter. You got a Pisces Mars, a Sagittarius Venus. Like, this is me. Aquarius Uranus, Aquarius Neptune. Like, this is me. This is genuinely me. Um, just give, I just gave y'all my entire fucking chart, so I'm sorry. Um, but either way, um, so yeah. And then, obviously, I kind of already went over, you know, what I do, which is tarot, mediumship, mentorship, spell work. Um, I have, I do have a website. Um, everything is linked through my website. So if you guys are interested, you can find my website on my Facebook and my Instagram. Um, my Facebook is a raging witchcraft. Um, the business page is a raging witchcraft and the group is just raging witchcraft. So if you guys are interested in being a part of a witchy group, I also have raging witchcraft. Um, but essentially, 
what I am hoping for this podcast is just to be, you know, open and communicative and just independent and not really independent, but I just, I want this podcast to be relatable. I want this podcast to be something that people can listen to when they're down. I want this podcast to be listen like be something people can listen to when they need and, you know, that little boost of energy. I want this podcast to be something people can listen to in the shower or something people can listen to just when they need a, you know, quick tip because you will find quick tips within my podcast. I will just say that now. They're just going to be random. They're going to be all over the place, but you will at least find one quick tip within my podcast. Um, and this could be something where I'm like, hey, quick, quick tip or pro tip. Or it could also be something that you're just listening and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know you could do that because I'm just in a conversation with myself and I'm just talking about it. And there you go. But seriously, I just, I want this podcast to be something relatable, essentially. Um, because I know that I'm not the only one who had an upbringing the way that I did. I know that I'm not the only one who, you know, found my craft in the ways that I did in the chaos and overwhelm and just anxiety driven ways that I did. And, you know, I just, I know that I'm not the only one. And I genuinely do hope that, you know, someone out there hears this and they're like, oh my gosh, I relate to her so fucking well. Also pronouns, they, them, she, her. They, them, she, her. They, them, she, her. I don't care what you use. I don't prefer anything specifically as long as it's within those four. I don't care. They, them, she, her. Um, Because I know, you know, some people are like, I don't know how to refer. They, them, she, her. So there you go. But um, that is me, you guys. That is me. And to kind of give you that insight before I do go... Um, I know some of you might be like, oh my gosh, like what deities do you work with? So um, I can assure you that I do not collect deities like Pokemon cards. All of the deities that I work with have immense, immense, immense um, parts to, uh, what's the word? They have huge parts to play within my practice and they each you know, play a part in different aspects of my practice, which I actually really like um, and appreciate. So my matron is the Morrigan. Um, I have been working with her since 2020, 21, 20, 21. Oh my goodness. I think the beginning of 2021. I think February, 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Mother, I am so sorry. Um, and your matron is essentially your mother deity. Um, she had been with me since I was 12. Obviously, I didn't know that until, you know, I started working with her. Um, my patron and patroness is Lucifer, Lord Lucifer. Yeah, Lucifer. And Lady Artemis. Um, Artemis has been in my family for quite a while. My grandmother did work with her as well as the Morrigan, um, which I also find really interesting. Um, and your patron and your patroness are your protectors. So, you know, they, they're here to do work with you. They're here to protect you. Um, but they're not, in my experience personally, my patron and patroness, um, I don't work with them as closely as I do with, you know, other deities because of the fact that they are essentially my protectors. And I do, you know, give them offerings. I do work with them, but I don't work with them the same. Um, and then you have La uh, Lady Hecate, who I work with 
on um, in death work, as well as Queen Hell. Now, Queen Hell is actually the one who initiated me into starting the process of studying and learning death work. I have not been fully in- initiated yet. I do not cross people over yet, um, but that is something that we are working on in somewhere that I am, you know, going to go. Um, I also work with King Asmodeus. Um, a lot of the work that we do together is, you know, business and finances and money and things like that. Um, and then I also, um, I feel like I forgot one, but I don't think I did. No, I think I got them all. That, that sounds really fucked up, but like it's whenever I name everybody who I work with, I'm like, did I forget one? No, I didn't. Mm -mm. No, I did not. Um, but I mean, other than that, I do work with the dead. Um, the dead is not really deities, but I do work with the dead. Um, and there you go. So just know that I do a lot of, you know, death work. I do a lot of, um, I think next, next week we're going to talk about like the difference between a death worker and a death witch, which I'm actually really excited to talk about because a lot of people don't know. So we're going to, we're going to be talking about that next week. Don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. But I know that by the sounds of, like, by the way that this sound is like, you probably do a lot of baneful work. Yes, I do. You know, yes, the fuck I do. Yes, I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Yep, I do. But I am looking forward to speaking to you all next week. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And I appreciate every single one of you. Blessed be.